We waited until there was a moonless night and one of the Navy speedboats pulled up next to the ship and we flew up the Mekong Delta River somewhere. Couldn't even see where we're going, we're getting shot at the whole way. They said, we're gonna to get to a bend in the river and we, when we do, uh, we're gonna slow down a little. You're gonna to have to dive out and you're gonna to have to swim and there's supposed to be a plane waiting for you about two to 300 yards through the jungle. While Ray Hyden was serving aboard a U.S. Navy destroyer during the Vietnam War, tragedy struck at home and he needed to get back to Texas. That is why he dove off a speedboat and then jumped into a taxiing airplane. And he was taxiing enough where I had to run full speed to keep up with him and there was an opening in the side of the plane and he yelled, dive in and find something to hold on to. I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I'll never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me without you Life for Ray was going to get a lot more turbulent after he got home. Vietnam vet Ray Hyden is our guest on this 4th of July episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. Also on this episode of GPS, we're going to hear comments Billy Graham made after a wartime visit to Vietnam. We are never going to have peace in Southeast Asia or anywhere else until the Prince of Peace reigns in the hearts of men. The Prince of Peace is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and he wants to fill your heart with a peace that cannot be found anywhere else. We want to tell you more about this, and you can learn more at this website. It's findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. This is my freedom hymn. This is my freedom hymn. My freedom GPS. God. People. Stories. We were born on the north side of Houston. Very poor when we were born. We were didn't even have indoor plumbing. We had an outhouse in the backyard. And from that point, my dad worked real hard to try to climb the corporate ladder. And Ray's dad succeeded in climbing the corporate ladder. But as a result, he was away on business a lot. Ray's mom was home, and he was very close to her. Mother was the one who always wanted us to go to church. And so she would take us to church. I loved her. She was, you know, my rock. She meant the world to me. And then at 14 years old, she died with cancer. Mama always had the music on, sometimes loud, sometimes soft. When I asked about her favorite song, she opened the Bible to the book of Psalms. She always found a way to talk about grace. The death of his mom shook Ray's world and his faith in Jesus. And I said to myself, I said, if there is a God, and that was a huge if. I knew one thing for sure. He did not love me because he just took the most important person in the world out of my life. The only other person I was close to was my older brother. And a week later, he was scheduled to go in the Air Force and he left. So at that point, I had an older sister, two years older than me. She was working after school and she was boy crazy. She was gone most of the time. Dad was traveling. 
And so at 14 years old, from a happy family, where we all sit around, had dinner together at night, it became me and my little sister. Eventually, though, Ray and his dad started spending more time together and getting much closer. It was now the late 1960s. Ray graduated from high school and headed off to college. But Ray and college were not such a good fit, so he dropped out after just one semester. I thought, you know, people my age are helping people gain their freedom. Uh, There's a war going on, I'm of age, and I need to go help. So I dropped out of school, I went down to the Navy recruiter, and he said, what would you like to do in the Navy? And uh, and I think I just joined the Navy because that's what my father was in. And I said, well, I'd like to go to Vietnam. He looked at me like I was crazy, and he said, well, I think we can accommodate that. For the first time, Ray felt like his life was beginning to have meaning and purpose by going to war and fighting for a nation's freedom. Before his ship left California for Vietnam, Ray drove back to Texas to spend a little time with his dad. But then he got a call from the Navy saying that his ship was leaving early. So my dad drove me back, and we visited on the way back. We weren't supposed to be back for about a week, and so we stopped in a couple of places and uh, motels and enjoyed each other's company. And when we got there, when we were pulling out for Vietnam, I was standing on the back part of the ship, had a couple of my buddies, and they were waving to people, and I was waving at my dad. He's waving at me. And that's the last time I saw him. I close my eyes and I see your face. If home's where my heart is, then I'm out of place. Lord, won't you give me strength to make it through somehow? I've never been more homesick now. The ship Ray served on was a destroyer, which provided support to troops on the ground. The waters in Vietnam were very deep right off of shore, so we could take the ship relatively close uh, in. Um, there were small planes that would fly over, and uh, they would spot the enemy. They would radio to our ship where to fire. We knew when the guns started turning, you know, that uh, gunshot was fixed to go off. Loud, very, very loud. Fire, just streams of fire would shoot out of the barrels of the cannons as the bullets left. One night, when there was a lull in the fighting, an announcement came over the ship's loudspeaker for Ray Hyden to report to the executive officer's suite. Ray assumed he had done something wrong. So I go in there and he says, sit down. Well, an officer just doesn't tell you to sit down in his presence. Can sit down? (laughs) So he said, yeah, sit down. He said, I don't know how to tell you this, but your dad's dead. And I just sat there. Didn't know what to do. I left that officer suite, and I went on on the back part of the ship. I ride out, and uh, it was the, a moon, moonlit night. And I sat out there, and I could be seen by everybody. I didn't care. Kill me. Didn't want to live anymore. An officer yelled at Ray to get off the deck of the ship, and the Navy began making preparations to get him out of Vietnam and back to Texas for his dad's funeral. The evacuation began with a speedboat. We waited until there was a moonless night, um, and one of the 
Navy speedboats pulled up next to the ship, and we flew up the Mekong Delta River somewhere. Couldn't even see where we're going. We're getting shot at the whole way. They said, we're going to get to a bend in the river, and we, when we do, uh, we're going to slow down a little. Uh, you're going to have to dive out, and you're going to have to swim, and there's supposed to be a plane waiting for you about two to 300 yards through the jungle. And so when he got to that bend, I dove out, I started running. Um, gunshot going on all around me. As soon as the pilot of the plane saw Ray running toward him, he started taxiing. And he was taxiing enough where I had to run full speed to keep up with him, and there was an opening in the side of the plane, and he yelled, dive in and find something to hold on to. And I dove in, and there was this long pole, about yay big around, and it stood from the floor to the ceiling, and I put my arms around it like this, and the next second, we were up in the air like this. And I am dying, you know, nothing holding me there. I thought, I'm fixing to go in this engine if I let go of this thing. And we finally leveled out. The executive officer on Ray's ship had not told him how his father died. It was only after Ray got home that he learned his father had committed suicide. Went to the funeral home. And when you fly out of a situation like that and you got war in your mind and then you walk into a civilian world, um, it's quite different. People that were there at the funeral, they didn't, I couldn't relate to them. And so I went in and I locked the door where my dad was in a side room and I stayed in there about an hour and I just went to his casket and rubbed his face. After so much time, his face was starting to feel clammy and I just cried and cried. I will hold you when you're breaking like a father and a friend and I will carry you through darkness till we see the sun again. So rest your head and cry His father's death brought back memories of his mother's death, and both deaths brought back questions about the meaning and purpose of life. My mother loved God, and what good did it do her? She died with cancer when she's 40 years old. My dad tried to climb the corporate ladder, and he did. From being very poor, he died with um, owning his own business, driving a Cadillac, had a five-bedroom, four-bath house, had a boat, had a house on the bay and made him so happy he killed himself. So if all we do is we're born, we do a few things in this life, and we die, why were we ever born? What's the purpose? With those kinds of questions running through his mind, Ray went to the local police station to pick up the gun his father had used to kill himself. Ray was planning on taking his own life, just shy of his 21st birthday. Nobody was home and uh, turned the TV up as loud as it would go just to muffle the gunshot. Didn't even know what, I didn't even turn the TV on. It just wanted the noise. So I went in the back bedroom and uh, I was very familiar with this pistol. We took it with us when we hunted for snakes and stuff and you just breathe on this trigger and it goes off. So I had it in my mouth and I almost touched it. And someone screaming through the house off the TV because I had it blaring were saying these exact words. He said, no matter 
what you're going through right this second in your life. I want you to know there is a God and He does love you. And if you will come to His Son, He will give your life meaning and purpose. And I'm thinking, what? That's what I'm looking for. I put the gun down. Um, I go in there and I see what looked like thousands of people walking toward this man. And I just fell to my knees and cried like a baby. They were singing a song. And I said, God, I don't know what it is those people have, but that's what I need. And something touched me. I know now it was the Holy Spirit. Ray didn't know who the man on TV was. He soon found out that his name was Billy Graham. Thousands of you have come here tonight searching for purpose and meaning in your life. Many of you have come here with burdens and problems and sins, and you're searching for an answer. Well, I want to tell you before you leave Texas Stadium tonight, you can find it. God loves you, and he has a plan for your life if you'll only turn and repent. And about that same week on a Friday night, my brother said, come to a revival with me. And I've told people over the years, I said, I think that preacher was listening to that same man because he said about the same thing. And from the back pew, just back there, didn't know anybody in this church, very uncomfortable. All of a sudden, I'm at the front of this church. Don't even know how it got there. And I gave my life to Jesus. And instantly, I knew there was a God. And I knew all those things my mother told me about Jesus was true. And I knew he loved me. And I felt so clean for the first time in my life when I gave my heart and life to Jesus. Not only did Ray feel clean for the first time in his life that Friday night in 1970, he finally discovered the meaning and purpose he had spent years trying to find. I had a lifelong, meaningful purpose now. And that purpose was to tell people they can come to Jesus and he'll change your life the way he changed mine. Have you been searching for meaning in your life the way Ray Hyden was? You'll never find your true purpose in life until you surrender your heart to Jesus Christ. We can tell you more about that at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Keep tracking with us here on this episode of GPS. We will hear from Billy Graham shortly and also another quick story from Ray Hyden. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. We've witnessed the dedication, discipline, and motivation of Americans in Vietnam. Billy Graham, following a wartime visit to Vietnam in 1966. We sang and preached to thousands of American servicemen. We visited hospitals and prayed with wounded and dying men. We heard the artillery boom. We saw the night skies filled with flares. We saw men just wounded in battle brought into the hospital. And we could not help but agree with Sherman that war is hell. 
The men came to our meetings by the thousands, and when the invitation was given, hundreds made their commitment to Christ at every service. Many people have asked me since my return, how can we have peace? I have to answer, I don't know. And then upon second thought, I do know. We are never going to have peace in Southeast Asia or anywhere else until the Prince of Peace reigns in the hearts of men. You can learn more about the Prince of Peace, another name for Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and how you can make him ruler of your heart. Here's a website to go to. It's findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Telling people about the Prince of Peace and the difference he can make in your life is something our guest, Ray Hyden, loves to do. In fact, he says ever since that Friday night 48 years ago when he surrendered his life to Jesus, he has shared his story with thousands of people. Large groups, small groups, individually. I just had a captive audience in the barbershop the other day sharing my testimony with people. All the barbers stopped cutting hair and just listening, and uh, I know at least one in there doesn't know the Lord. So that's my heart's desire. It always has been. And he gets to live out his heart's desire as a hospice chaplain. It's from that job that he took a little time to chat with us, and we are very grateful for that. And we are equally, if not more so, grateful that you took time to listen. By the way, one of the many ways you can listen to GPS is on your smart speaker. Either tell Alexa to open or Google Home to play GPS, God People Stories. We're also found wherever you like to find your podcasts. Thanks again for being here. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. GPS is God People Stories, and it's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Good news.